Welcome to Dr. Freedom, where we give you the strategies, mindset, and tactics on how to elevate your practice and your life. I'm Dr. Sita Patel. I started my practice in a Starbucks over seven years ago, and I built it brick by brick to a multi-location practice with an aesthetic OR and a software company. I'm here to give you the secrets to unlock that time and freedom for you. All right, quiet quitting and staff. Now that is a hot topic right now in terms of finding good staff, right? There is an increasing minimum wage. There are people finding jobs that they can do a lot less work actually and get paid more for the jobs that we need in an aesthetic practice or even in medicine as in, in general. Why do we deal with that, right? And it it's in this whole topic of it, it's like, well, how do you find good people and how do you create a culture that you don't have people quiet quitting that are just taking a paycheck and mentally checked out, right? Like that happens all the time in terms of our practices and who we hire. And, and it comes down to motivation and mission and vision. Now, how do you implement that in terms of people? How do you get people to like think about things differently to say, oh my God, right? Like I'm excited to go to work. I'm excited to do the next thing. I I can see what we're doing here. Well, it comes down to your vision of like your practice of what you're doing and how you're treating patients and what the ultimate goal is, right? Like how do you avoid the 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 Karen's right of like the oh, you know, welcome to this, this, and this? How do you get the excitement? to be there day in and day out? How do you get that energy level to be there for your practice and over, over time? Well, that's where like this whole vision comes in. Like, what is the vision of your practice? Do you know what it is? Do you know what the identity of the practice? Do you know what you stand for? Do you know why you're doing what you're doing? And how do you have that documented? Where are you using that in terms of the meetings, the conversations you have, the one-on-ones, the hand, employee handbooks, even from the, the little statements of how we talk to our staff in terms of the things that they're doing? Are they compliment-based? Are they acknowledging all the effort that they're putting in? Is it just based on the wins? right? That they're, they're achieving. Are there targeted metrics and key performance indicators? Are there things that you have in place that actually start these conversations? Or is it just like, oh, well, she sounded good and she seems like she knows what she's doing. She has a bunch of experience and this is what I want her to do. Well, you know, in terms of that, you're only going to get B and C players in your practice if you just hire that way. If you don't hire for attitude and attitude is paramount, in terms of that part, because attitude locks them into the vision of what you're actually wanting to do. If you can see the whites of their eyes light up when you're talking about your practice and the vision you have of your practice and for them, not only yourself, but for them in their roles as they can stage and escalate into different things in your practice, or what is their end goal? Are they growth mindset? Are they fixed? right? If they're fixed, then are there certain places in your practice that a fixed mindset works better for, right? Is that like the billing department? Is it in a sector that's not going to change, that there is no ascension, you know, platform or program that you're going to have in base for that? Or is it somebody that's growth mindset that starts at the front desk that then goes back and wants to go back to school and, and be a nurse or then a PA and then do more at each one of these steps because they're essentially becoming more 
and they're continuing to grow and they're always asking questions and they're interested in the next thing that's coming out, the next new skincare line, the next new uh, injectable, the next new procedure that's, that's producing results, right? How do you, how do you get that person? Well, it starts with the conversation. It's a simple conversation to have. Hey, where do you see yourself in three years? Where do you see yourself in five years? What, what would have to be true for us to get you there? How, how do you maintain that energy, right? Asking those types of questions of what would have to be true is just massive in terms of changing the frame in, in terms of, okay, well, what do you want to do? It's not what do you want to do? They, they probably don't even have an idea of like what they could do. What are the possibilities? What is the vision of this place? And where are the roles that I could take on? Where, where could I become, you know, more important role in society, in this practice, in the community, all the above. They all kind of go hand in hand with how they do all this, right? But it starts with that conversation. And then how do you continue to have it? Do you have a set of core values? Now, in our practice, we have a set of core values that we actually thrive by, right? We don't, it's not some place that we go that just to survive. It's not something that we look at just once in a while, but it's something that is built into our meetings. We take one of our core values, we talk about it, right? In terms of how that applied to this week, this month, this quarter, and say, hey, these are like the reviews that support why we are who we are, why we stand up for this type of treatment, why we give these types of results, why we treat this patient population, why this is impactful for them and us as providers. It has to be on both sides. It's not a one-way street. If you just sacrifice everything for the other side of the street, you'll be left empty. And that's when burnout happens. And that burnout also happens with our staff. And that's where it's it almost seeds the fact of quiet quitting. All right, let's get to it. What does AdVital do for your aesthetic practice or med spa? Our current clients are making an extra sixty dollars to $65,000 to their bottom line every month, month over month, because they're able to nurture their current patient base and also amplify their qualified leads. Now reach out to AdVital to learn more. When, when the care is not there, when the passion, when the empathy, when all that peace, just, it just gets evaporated right? Because there's no more vision in it. Everyone gets caught up in the day-to-day that, oh, I got to do these tasks. I got to do this stuff. There's nothing new and exciting or something that makes them feel appreciated or noticed or seen, right? Like that feeling of being seen is priceless, whether it's as a provider or a a patient care coordinator or a front desk or a manager. The other part of it, it, it just if you, if you do all the actions and you never are seen for it, then a lot of people lose the purpose. They lo- they forget the reason why they were doing it. And that's where, you know, dreams go to die. And that's not the purpose of why we're hiring this staff, why we built, you know, it, it's why we built these practices. It's, it's a dream of doing the patient care, changing these lives for the better, doing all these pieces. And when you put all that together and you tie it from, mission to vision to your core values that you actually have as a practice, then you can actually retain good top tier talent. You can build a culture of giving and receiving, right? It's it's twofold. 
you know, for the longest time, the early time in our practice, our, like the staff we would hire would be afraid to ask for reviews because they were afraid of what they would say and they were more geared towards just in the giving phase. They didn't understand that we needed to know what was going on to get better. And it also let other people know about us, of what our values and our mission was and how we treated our patients, how we treated each other and how we had the interactions, how we made time for them, how we prioritized them in terms of their well-being and every single aspect of their journey that they have in our practice. But it started with taking care of our own staff members, taking care of ourselves. And if you can layer that down to say, this is how we do things. This is who we are, what we're about. These are our values. This is how we prioritize things as they come in because things are coming in at a million miles an hour and from a thousand different directions and consolidating some of these things into, hey, where are, where are places that we can actually talk about these things? Where can we discuss some of these friction points? Because a lot of times as providers, we're not even aware of the patients that are rude or the staff members that may be rude to patients. We hear about it later. We see it in a review and we're like, oh my God, I didn't know this was happening. Well, how do you become aware? Well, it's about having meaningful meetings. A lot of times we have meetings that people are dreading and they're, they're not meaningful, right? Like there's no purpose. There's like, okay, we're going to do a financial meeting. Oh, we're doing this type of meeting. Well, maybe make it about purpose. What is the purpose of that meeting to get the endpoints in terms of defining those end goals that you want to have and make sure those things get covered in that. And some of it might be a, a staff retreat or coming up with ideas to help grow a practice, to do social media content, to do different ideas on different packages or even processes even in the practice to say, hey, I think this might work better. But everyone has to be open to it. And that includes the providers, the doctors. We don't always know best in terms of these things. And the more open that we are in terms of having the communication with our staff members, the more value they're going to feel. And that value is what keeps them seen in your practice, what builds the culture, what helps you retain A players in your practice for every seat. You want to make sure that you have an A player in every seat because if you don't, again, it all it, it will all lead down a path of a churn and burn, right? It will continue to have a turnover for staff member after staff member. And you'll wonder, why can't I retain staff members? Well, the problem might not be the staff, it might be you and how you set up your practice and how you run it in terms of the culture, in terms of the organization, in terms of what you do in terms of the meeting, what the expectations are, right? That's the other part. Expectations are massive. There's a lot of things that we don't communicate in terms of the expectations of each person's role and what lies in where, whose role and what side of the street. Once you get clarity on those roles, everything works better together. And once it works better together, then you'll see that everything is just smoother and people are happier because they know what they're responsible for. Once they know what they're responsible for, they can actually do the next right thing and they can have and do all these pieces, right? Technology. Now, technology is a massive thing that is changing right now and how our staff can do less with more in terms of time. But the only way you do that is actually having adoption, 
you're having adoption and having a forward-thinking practice to say, hey, well, this is places that technology can help us. And whether that's in communication, organization, whether it's a part of that marketing or some other piece, right, to say, hey, these are all the pieces that can help us leverage these things so that my A players are not having to work as hard. They're actually able to do the pieces that they love. Now, the other key part is finding out what they love. What do they love? What piece is it? Do they do they love the patient interaction? Do they love the organization piece? Do they love, you know, doing certain treatments? Do they love the small talk? Do I mean, do the or are they somebody that like it when patients are asleep? Are they back are in the back of house kind of, you know, dealing with that? Are they more in the billing side of things? Like what what piece do they love doing in the role that they're doing? And are they finding purpose and meaning? And you can only have those conversations when you know your staff at a deeper level. And it's taking that time to understand, understand that, right? Because not only your staff, they work for you in terms of the practice. They also work for the patients and actual that, that joy that they get from doing that activity. But they, it also affects their personal lives and their personal lives also affect their productivity in work. And so some of these things in terms of conversations, you want to know what's going on with your staff members. You want to be open to those conversations to know, hey, if someone's having a tough time in this, how can you help support them? Because it goes both ways. We're also going to have tough times. We're also going to need a village to support us. We're also going to need that, that whole process of communication to be in a practice because over time, loneliness can develop. Right. If if you become more authoritative, authoritative, and you're just the apex of it, your time is going to be spent mostly just by yourself, and that that loneliness can drive deep walls that can be built in terms of things that don't need to be. Right. If you think about, you know, communities where they have a lot less than what we have in the states. Right. They seem to be happier because of their connections with other people where they're not alone, where they feel connected to the entire community that's going to be there for them, right? You know, hell or high water, right? In terms of all these things to say, they're going to be there for them regardless of what's happened. They're going to, if they need to call on them tomorrow, the village is there. And that's what I think, you know, sometimes we end up missing in the isolation of our practices and society, you know, in terms of what we're living in right now. But that's where this communication within this other, other, you know, kind of foundation that you set up in terms of your practice, it's building those connections, that community that you have there that's, that's on, they're missionaries, right? They're not mercenaries that you're hiring to just do a certain job. The mercenaries they're, they're always going to be a turnover for mercenaries because they're just going to say, hey, I'm going to do this for the highest paying person, right? They're not doing it for the cause, the mission that you actually have for your practice. And that's where you, you have to get that to be super clear to say, this is my mission. This is my mission of how we're going to run it. How, how are we going to take care of patients and how are we also going to take care of ourselves in terms of our staff members? How are we not going to burn them out? How are we not going to keep them there till 7 p.m. doing paperwork and this other stuff and whatever? Are we going to empower them with softwares or technology or AI or any of this other stuff that can help alleviate all that other burden so they can actually have the interactions they need to with our patients, with our, with each other, with us, 
right? In terms of people to say, hey, this is the mission that we're going to achieve and it's going to be done over time. And that time allotment is actually what changes the entire neighborhood, the community, the state, the country, all of that piece, because that's how you're, you're gaining traction in the impact meter, right? The impact and value all that stuff is way more important than anything that you could have monetarily, right? It's a relationships that people talk about in their older age to say, this relationship was the difference between me finding happiness and joy and not. Now, if you take that back and actually hear it out to say, holy crap, it literally comes down to relationships and what that meaning is to ourselves that actually define whether we feel fulfilled. Now in that fulfillment, if that's what it comes down to, we're going to do everything that we can to maintain that mission, vision, culture, interaction, communication, every which one of those steps. Yeah, it's a laundry list of things. And that's what it takes to maintain good staff, A players, and not have quiet quitting because you're able to rejuvenate the energy and the mindset of your entire staff by having purposeful meetings with all those core values that are discussed over and over and over again to actually become the practice that you want to have and not not something that you don't know what the destination is. And that is the biggest thing that you can do to build your culture is to be able to talk about it repeatedly and have the open conversations to say, this is who we are, what we are, and how we are as a practice to define what our next five, 10, 15 years of impact is going to be in all the people around us. Thanks for listening to Dr. Freedom Podcast. I hope you found some value in this podcast and if you could hit the subscribe button and share with a friend if you found this content valuable.